Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. Well, if you're a regular listener to Rudy Maxa's World, you know what to expect. But if you're listening to the show for the first time, well, you've just come across America's most widely syndicated radio travel show. Hey, it's your lucky day. I mean, could you ask for more? I'm your genial host, Rudy Maxa. Uh, if you've ever seen any of my 85 television shows on the world's great destinations that air on public television or overseas on Travel Channel International, you know that I talk about travel endlessly. How to save money, how to do it smarter, how to stay in a better hotel than you might otherwise, how to get a deal on airfare, how to maximize your frequent flyer miles, how to pick the right cruise. What to do if you get to your hotel with your reserved room and they've given it away. The subjects are endless. That's why we do this every weekend for two hours. Delighted to have you aboard. This hour, we're going to talk with a Minnesota man who's been taking steaks, steaks, pieces of meat, good pieces of meat, the Minnesota National Guardsmen and women in Kuwait, Iraq, and early years in Kosovo. Thousands of steaks. He and about 50 helpers are about to do it again. We're going to learn the travel logistics involved in a project like that. I can tell you, it's easy getting the folks over there not so easy getting the stakes from here to there. And if you're thinking about skiing, well, the co-founder of Liftopia joins us a few, in a few minutes to talk about a new app introduced this week that allows you to search the price of lift tickets at nearby resorts, check ski conditions, and get discounts. You can even buy your lift ticket using your phone and avoid lines when you get to the slopes. Then you've surely been to a bar or a restaurant or perhaps someone's home and seen vintage travel posters on the walls. They're very popular in bistros around the world. Uh, most likely you saw a reproduction of an Art Deco or a modernist poster, but those originals still exist, many of them still exist, and they've been climbing in value. What is it that appeals to us about old or vintage airline, cruise line, or destination posters? Well, an expert joins me to explain this hour. And a chef at Esquire magazine called one of 16 culinary geniuses that give us hope. I like that. I need hope. Uh, he's one and only one of the chefs profiled in Jeff Scott's new book called Notes from a Kitchen, A Journey Inside Culinary Obsession. As you may know, many people travel simply to eat. Most people travel to shop, actually, a survey show, but close behind that is folks who go to eat a local cuisine. Uh, we're going to talk with Mr. Scott about travel as it relates to food and also ask him why his book costs $350. Um, I'm also going to talk with a listener. I'm sorry? And I'll also talk with a listener who has a basic question about airline tickets and those uh, very steep taxes and fees that can often be more than the cost of the ticket itself. All right, stick around. We've got a full menu coming up today, but first a quick look at some of this week's travel news. Well, if you're headed to Europe for the holidays, or at least that part of Europe that uses the euro, you're traveling at the right time. That's because this week the dollar actually buys more than any time in the last 18 months, at least in the... Uh, uh, Euro uh, zone, which is most of Europe. Keep in mind there are countries like Switzerland and the UK that uh, do not um, take the Euro. Uh, but last May at this time, listen to this closely, last May at this time it took $1.44 to buy one Euro. This weekend it only takes $1.30. Now I know that's only a 14 cent difference, so it doesn't seem huge. But consider this. If you spend 
$2,000 during the course of a European trip right now, save $280 over having traveled last May. So $280, that'll buy a couple of coffees on the Champs-Élysées. Mm -hmm. Okay, not bad. The stronger dollar does not help American manufacturers whose goods become more expensive for foreigners to buy it, but it does help uh, buy their goods, but it does help a traveler with U.S. dollars to spend overseas. Um, GoGo and eBay uh, have joined to offer Delta Airline passengers 30 minutes of free Wi-Fi until the 2nd of January. Now, I don't know why they limited this offer to just 30 minutes. Well, I guess I do know they want to save money and maybe even make some money if you're about to be cut off in the middle of writing an email and want to continue uh, using Wi-Fi aloft. Um, it seems to me I recall last year someone offered totally free Wi-Fi, and it may have even been on Delta. If you're headed to the Caribbean island of Curacao and you have a Starbucks habit, this will come as good news to you. Starbucks is set to open its first store on the in the island's capital of uh, Willemstead. So Starbucks fans, another, another foothold. Uh, in a Caribbean island. When Delta Airlines failed to deliver a Florida woman's suitcase when she reached her destination, she spent $315 to buy some toiletries, medication, and other items. Delta's own contract of carriage on its website says, if a passenger's bag goes missing, Delta will reimburse that passenger for reasonable expenses. The question, of course, is what is a reasonable expense? Well, if you read Delta's thing, it talks about you know necessary medication or toiletries and so on. Well, Delta decided the receipt that Susan Miller of Florida submitted for $315 wasn't reasonable. And now that woman, Susan Miller, is suing Delta, even though her bag turned up a couple of days later. I haven't seen what is on that $315 list, so I certainly can't make even an amateur judgment on whether they're reasonable expenses or not. Uh, her lawyers are filing a class action suit against Delta in federal court in Florida, charging the airline uniformly and systematically ignores its own rules. Now, last year, the Department of Transportation fined Delta $100,000 for failing to reimburse passengers for lost and missing luggage. So this may be an Achilles heel over there at Delta. We're going to watch this case with great interest. I'll talk a bit more about how you can protect yourself in this kind of situation. No, I'm going to talk about it right now. Let me tell you something. Um, I flew to London uh, this weekend. Right after the show on Saturday morning, um, I flew to London. Uh, we're waiting for Ron Schneiderman to join us, actually, but from Liftopia. Um, I flew to uh, London on a mileage run. If you don't know what a mileage run is, it's what crazy people like I do if you need to achieve the next level of elite status on an in an airline's frequent flyer program. And I had to become platinum on Delta so that I can travel more comfortably and not pay for bags next year on Delta. All right. So I got there and uh, I landed around noon. Nice flight. Fortunately, my daughter, who lives there and was going to pick me up, got to the airport late because I was sipping hot hot. Uh, hot chocolate outside the customs area when my cell phone rang and it was a guy with a British accent saying, Mr. Max, I, I do believe you've taken the wrong piece of luggage. I looked at my bag and sure enough, it looked exactly like my bag, except it didn't have my name on it. Fortunately, I was still in the airport so we could do the switcheroo. I went in and uh, even more unfortunately, the man and his wife, he was American, he recognized me from television and I, here was this savvy traveler guy taking the wrong bag off the carousel. It's traveling 101. You don't do that. Fortunately, I was there, and he said, oh, thank goodness, my wife's trip would have been ruined. And I said, well, yeah, if I'd gone to my daughter's house and opened my big suitcase and it was filled with women's clothing, uh, you know, that's wrong on all kinds of levels, wrong on all kinds of levels. Um, so that was a happy ending. But it got me to thinking about lost luggage, particularly when I read about this Florida lawsuit against Delta for uh, not reimbursing this woman adequately for her immediate expenses when her bag didn't turn up on her carousel. 
Let me tell you something generally about lost luggage. Yes, the Department of Transportation raised the ceiling uh, for airlines, or really for consumers, to over $3,000 that a uh, passenger can be reimbursed if your bag doesn't show up. Yeah, they did that. That doesn't mean you're going to get $3,000 for your bag. It just means that's the most they'll pay you. I'm going to talk a little bit more next week about what you should do to protect yourself in this situation because it's a sticky thing. Stick around. We'll be right back. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Attention savvy travelers, Rudy Maxa here. If you're like me, you can't afford to take chances when you travel. You need medical evacuation service that's dependable and won't cost you a fortune in hidden fees. You need MedJet Assist. As a member, if you're hospitalized over 150 miles from home, MedJet will arrange medical transfer to the hospital of your choice free of charge. Believe me, you won't find protection like this from any other company, which is why I'm a member. It's time to travel smarter. Visit TakeTripsNotChances.com and sign up today. MedJet Assist. Take trips, not chances. I have this dizzy feeling every time I get out of bed, like spinning. I don't know why. It's awful. I get dizzy when I read or work on the computer. I get lightheaded walking down a hall or aisle. Or unsteady on my feet. I lose my balance and get a little motion sick. It's like vertigo. That dizzy feeling in a car, train, or airplane. It's awful. An inner ear problem. Most likely your vestibular system. Now there's Zyvestra. An amazing, fast-acting... Dual-action tabs and targeted cream. You rub behind your ear. Behind your ear. And it works in an advanced homeopathic way to relieve dizziness. It relieves that vertigo feeling. That dizzy feeling, gone. Zyvestra is amazing. No more suffering from dizziness and queasiness. Wake up with better balance. Call right now for your risk-free trial of Zyvestra. Call 1-800-304-1684. 800-304-1684. Stop the dizziness. Call 800-304-1684. That's 800-304-1684. Do you suffer from a magnesium deficiency? My doctor told me I needed more magnesium, so he recommended I use Magox 400. You're not alone. Millions of Americans don't get enough magnesium in their daily diet. And magnesium is a critical nutrient that helps you convert carbohydrates, protein, and fat into energy. Doctor recommended Magox 400 is made with the most concentrated form of magnesium available. And each dose of Magox 400 provides all the magnesium you need each day. Magox 400's magnificent. Try Magox 400, the magnificent magnesium supplement. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Welcome back. It is about 18 minutes after the hour here where I am in St. Paul, Minnesota. It's probably about 18 after the hour where you are as well. Uh, as you know, this is a syndicated show, so we stretch from Hawaii all the way, obviously, to the East Coast and New England and South and North and uh, I'm glad your station is carrying us. I'm glad you have time on Saturday. I uh, hope you're driving around and thinking about traveling, doing maybe a little holiday shopping, uh, doing what you can for the economy. Um, here's a man who's doing something for others. Uh, I know that's the season, and all the news stories, uh, on, on, particularly on TV, are filled with people 
uh, performing various acts of kindness. But this gentleman, my next guest, has been doing this for, for many years now. His name is Pat Harris. His real job during the day is as an investment counselor with uh, uh, the Royal Bank of Canada, RBC is the name of the company. He manages money for large public entities. He's also a city councilman for a couple more weeks in St. Paul, Minnesota. His name is Pat Harris. But he also does something quite extraordinary. He takes huge amounts of stakes to Minnesota National Guard troops, thousands of them stationed abroad. You started with Kosovo, then moved to Iraq. Now, uh, as, as National Guard's folks are, are filtering out of uh, Iraq and going into Kuwait to get equipment ready to ship back to the States, Pat and colleagues, and I'm talking about 50 colleagues, are set to go over there and uh, take stakes there. Pat, how, how did this start in a nutshell? You know, Rudy, uh, it started one night at a local restaurant in St. Paul where a bunch of us were gathered, and we just said, you know, it's just not fair for us to be at Mancini's Char House in St. Paul eating a thick steak, and our soldiers couldn't do the exact same thing. And this so is said, a famous steakhouse on 7th, uh, 7th Avenue uh, in, uh, in, in St. Paul called Mancini's. Mancini's. It's been family run for, for decades. Um, you, I also should have said that you not only serve take stakes overseas, you also serve families of soldiers overseas here in St. Paul. Again, thousands. We're talking tens of thousands of stakes over the years, aren't we? That, that's correct. We've served 55,000 stakes since uh, 2004, and we serve the soldiers overseas, and we serve the families at home, and we put it all on video so they're having dinner with the families. So we recreate Mancini's Char House or any number of restaurants and have our soldiers have dinner with their families for just one Sunday or Saturday afternoon. And I presume these steaks are donated, or you raise money to buy them, at least at cost. Am I, am I right about that? Th that's correct. We raise uh, quite a bit of money to purchase those steaks. Um, when you're doing fifteen or 20,000 steaks at a time, it's, it can be well over $100,000. And we ship the steaks, and we travel over there, and we, uh, we cook them up for the soldiers. Okay, this is a travel show, so let's talk about that traveling over there. How, how many people are going over? When are you going over next, and how many people are going with you? We're going in February, and this time's a very large project because we're serving 13,000 soldiers um, overseas in Kuwait at, at uh, multiple locations, and we're bringing 50 people through a circuitous route, if you will, from St. Paul, Minnesota, all the way to various uh, points in Kuwait. And how do you do? You pay for the airline tickets? Uh, you know, we have phenomenal support from Delta Airlines. Uh, we use a great travel agency, Vanguard Travel in St. Paul, and we, Delta supports us in many ways with a, a lot of comp tickets and, and low-cost tickets. And we go through uh, particularly a European location, London or Amsterdam or wherever, and then we make a connection, uh, usually a multiple-stop connection so that we can save some money on the, on the connection leg. And we end up at uh, the Kuwaiti International Airport, which is a – interesting and actually not a bad place. Now, you and I talked, by the way, I should say that, should point out that Delta, uh, one of their larger hubs is right here in Minneapolis-St. Paul, where I'm broadcasting from and where Pat lives. I've never, I don't know, have we met Pat? Um, I think, yeah, we met once uh, one night. Uh, we in ran into each other and talked travel. <laughs> okay, well, I don't know Pat well, obviously, but uh, we talked before he came on the show and I asked him to be a guest. And you said that really, when it comes to travel, the stakes have a more interesting story than the individuals, volunteers. Tell me, how do you get the stakes over there and what hurdles that involves? Yeah, I would say that it's, it's pretty complicated to get 50 people over an international location, but it's the most complicated thing I've ever been a part of is to ship uh, seven or eight pallets of 
frozen meat product, make sure it's frozen, and have it end up um, where you need it to be in Kuwait. And, and our steaks go by truck, they go by plane. I'm not sure what else they go by, but they start in St. Paul and usually um, get re-iced in uh, Chicago. They go typically to New York or Baltimore. They end up uh, sometimes in Vienna or in Istanbul. Uh, last time I think they ended up in, in London where they get re-dry iced. Then they end up um, in a small warehouse in, uh, near the airport in Kuwait where we have to get them out of that warehouse, move them to another warehouse, split them up, and then get them to the military bases. It's a pretty complicated venture, and, and you need um, veterinarians. You need um, uh, a lot of things to happen to make sure that it's done the right way. Well, are there some customs questions bringing meat, that much meat into a country? Yeah, absolutely, and we actually have two people, we call them the meat greeters, that go <laughs> about two weeks ahead of our project, and, and they will get the meat out of customs, um, mm -hmm. which is, can be a very complicated thing because it's um, an unusual project. There's not a lot of people that uh, ship steaks over to the military, and so we have to go through a lot of different um, hoops, uh, which we're absolutely fine doing. And then our, our meat greeters will... Yeah, bring that meat out of customs and get it to another warehouse, which is the size of uh, uh, like ten football stadiums. And once we locate our meat there, then it, then we have to actually rent a vehicle um, in Kuwait and make sure that it gets delivered properly to the military. So um, you have bodies, you have meat, um, you have an, an amazing and complex travel plan um, that that we undertake, and um, it, it's gone well. I mean, we've done. What about six ahead, or seven projects overseas. So. What do you need veterinarians for? Um, the meat has to be certified in that foreign country, uh, both by the country and by uh, the U.S. military, to make sure it's it's um, it, it made it right and that it didn't get unfrozen and refrozen and and lose its um, you know its quality. So it's it's a very high quality steak that we're that we send over there, and then we actually are able to cook it up ourselves for um, the Minnesota, Minnesota soldiers and then all the other soldiers that serve. So there will be folks from all over the country that will be eating uh, a 12-ounce uh, top sirloin steak uh, courtesy of um, serving our troops and the communities that support us. Oh, so this is not just aimed at Minnesota National Guards folks? Well, yeah, we, really, we do a little Minnesota hospitality, if you will. It's, we never thought it was fair to have a bunch of Minnesotans in a corner grilling steaks and the other soldiers looking at it and saying, well, I'd like to have one of those. And so, um, so we serve um, uh, thousands of steaks over there. Right now there's just over 2,000 Minnesotans there, so over 10,000 of the steaks will be from, for people that are from all over the country, um, National Guard members, uh, regular military folks, and, and all sorts of others. So it's, um, it's a pretty amazing project, and um, you know, there's a lot of pieces to it. We, we, even, uh, we carry on on the airplane one guy has to uh, carry on a, a large box of our secret spice. We will not let oh, our secret spice no. out. And, and then we have a, an Italian restaurant tour in our project that insists on bringing bocce balls with us, and so we always carry on our bocce balls, and those have been uh, uh, had a lot of questions on the bocce balls at various uh, TSA points throughout our trips. And, didn't um, didn't so you tell me that good. you once had to put a bunch of you had to buy a couple seats for boxes of steaks because they wouldn't fit in the cargo hold or something? Yeah, we had a, we had the plane was too um, heavy and our steaks didn't get on the plane on on one of the transit links for our meat. And I actually ended up buying a couple seats on the plane, not using them, and hoping that the plane would be lighter. <laughs> and uh, I'm not sure that was the smartest thing to do in the world, but um, you know we tell people that. You you know, we're not uh, we're not football players. We're not rock stars. Uh, the celebrity of our project is the meat, and if the meat doesn't make the trip, 
then um, then then we don't have much to talk about. <laughs> so, Pat um, Harris is an investment counselor in St. Paul, Minnesota. He also is a St. Paul City Councilman for a few more days anyway. Apparently, he's retiring, and he uh, uh, runs uh, what's called ServingOurTroops.com. And if if this story inspires you and uh, you like the sound of what Pat Harris is doing, go to the website ServingOurTroops.com and uh, check it out. Check out the details. See some of their past trips over the years to Kosovo, to Iraq, and now to Kuwait. Uh, and uh, and perhaps make a contribution if you're uh, in the giving spirit. Servingourtroops.com is the website. So, Pat, 50 of you are going over in February with 14,000 steaks from Mancini's Steak or Char House here in uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. Have, right. uh, is Afghanistan on your on your wish list? You know, if if um, uh, the military uh, thinks it's a good idea, we will definitely do it. We have a great partnership with our unbelievable Minnesota National Guard, and and we stand ready all the time. The journey is is complex, but it's it's 100% worth it. We love it. Uh, our soldiers and families are doing the hard work. Um, we're just happy to be uh, quick, uh, a part of it. Quick question: What about sides? Uh, you know, the sides are there. So we, we thought about doing lettuce once or bringing our own potatoes. And uh, the military provides the sides. And so they get uh, the baked potato, they get the salad, and, and we provide that steak. And a soldier can walk right up to John Mancini himself or Dan O'Gara and just say, I'll take my medium rare. Unbelievable. Terrific. Hey, Pat, thanks so much for joining Thank us. Thank you. I think we might like to check on with you, check with you in February in Kuwait. Would that be all right? Sounds like a plan. Love it. All right, we're going to come right back and talk about those that uh, lift, uh, excuse me, that ski app I mentioned at the top of the show. Don't go away. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at rudymaxa.com. Ireland invites you to the exclusive Cliff Corknickles. Intrigued by Cliff Corknickles? It's simple. After gasping at the Cliffs of Moor, too exhausted to talk, one starts listening to the chronicles of the locals in Cork, known for spinning a good yarn. Bring a fresh pot of tea, because in a land famous for its wool, the yarn can last all night. Cliffs of Moor, Cork, Chronicles, Cliff Corknickles. Flex that mouth and brace those ears. Take a vacation from the typical vacation. DiscoverIreland.com. Find great value vacation offers at DiscoverIreland.com. Well, I'm a salesman, and I'm on my feet all day long. So comfort's really important to me. That's why I tried the Profoot 2-ounce Miracle insoles. Only the 2-ounce Miracle is made with custom-forming Vitafoam to keep your feet steady and comfortable. The Profoot 2-ounce Miracle insoles conform to the unique shape of your feet, just like custom orthotics. Plus, they cushion and support your feet for amazing comfort. What a huge difference they make. It's really a miracle. Try the Profoot 2-ounce Miracle insole, available at Walgreens, Rite Aid, and other fine stores. participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. Nice to have you here. Um, I misidentified our next guest. Uh, I, uh, we have somebody who had to drop out and we've had to reshuffle guests here during the commercial break, but I'm delighted to be joined uh, by William Zwellbar. He is a research engineer at the MIT International Center for Air Transportation. Uh, Mr. Zwellbar, welcome to the show. Let's, let's just start with that. What does the International Center for Air Transportation do at MIT? 
what we do is um, uh, any variety of things, but primarily it, it, it involves uh, it, uh, students in their, in their research uh, in, the, in the airline industry primarily. And you're researching the business aspect of it or the engineering aspect, aspect? or Yes. The business aspect as well as uh, a tremendous number of students deal with um, uh, flight control, air traffic control, that type of thing. Okay. And what do you specifically do? I specifically deal with the economics and finances of the airline business. All right. That brings us up to the subject of uh, this recent study uh, about the future of airlines. We all know that over the last uh, uh, year, generally, fares have gone up 20 to 21 percent uh, compared to a year ago. Um, right. that fuel prices have gone up for airlines, that airlines have cut back capacity in an effort to get back into the black, and many of them have. Is mm -hmm. this a trend that's going to continue through another year? It is going. It is definitely going to continue. Um, what it is that I don't think people appreciate is over the last 30 years, airfares adjusted for inflation have gone down some 45%. Ah, so, so it's air, the inflation thing. Air travel is one of the great consumer bargains out there still. Okay. So even though we, we find these, these, uh, uh, these stats saying uh, airfares are 20% higher than, than they were a year ago, overall, taking into account inflation, airfares have gone down steadily. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's one of the reasons why the airlines in, in the decade of the 2000s uh, lost some $65 billion. Okay. Can we see, do you expect we'll see a cutback in, a continued cutback in capacity over the next year, which, which could have the effect of driving up prices more? I do believe we're going to see some continued pairing of capacity. The most, the most interesting story to watch, of course, will be the American Airlines bankruptcy, where it is we could see um, extraordinary um, uh, uh, cutbacks across the American system. But system-wide, I would say we'll see 1% to 2% uh, reduction in capacity next year. International or domestic or both? Primarily domestic, and that's where it is that the business struggles the most. Okay, and and so so we so would that predict uh, increases in airfare then? Yeah. Yeah, I think we'll we'll, we'll continue to see some increases in airfare. Um, it, it it really is so dependent at this point on the volatile, on the volatility in the price of oil, um, and that's that's really what it is that's driving the increases in airfare over the last couple of years. And obviously, if you and your colleagues at MIT could predict the price of oil, you wouldn't be bothering uh, with a radio show this weekend. You'd be living in Monte Carlo in your largest state. Rudy, you are absolutely spot on. <laughs> uh, are airlines still hedging fuel like they used to uh, years ago, well, in the last 10 years? It is. Airlines will all, always hedge some of their fuel, but not all of their fuel. And primarily, it is the volatility in the price of price of, uh, of oil that makes hedging incredibly difficult, and it's also incredibly expensive. So it's not a prudent use of capital to hedge all of your oil. We're talking, my guest is uh, William Zwellbar. He's a research engineer at the MIT International Center for Air Transportation. He also has a blog that I'm looking at that's quite interesting. He writes a lot about aviation deals. He's spending a little time on American Airlines here and its bankruptcy. <laughs> the blog is swellblog.com, but there's only one L in swell, uh, S-W-E-L-blog.com. You know, just for the blog, you could have added another L, William. It would have been easier for everybody. I, 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 I could.
could have, but you know why? That the, the reason that I like to keep it at one L that I can still I can still sort my mail and know what it is I can throw away. Okay, um, let me let me ask you a question right out of left field here. I know this isn't what you came to talk about, but what crossed your mind a few months ago? You remember when uh, uh, Congress was wrangling over renewing uh, the uh, funding bill for the FAA and so on, and and for I don't know a week and a half, maybe two weeks, airlines did not charge customers for certain fees and taxes because the legislation authorizing those charges had had uh, expired. You remember that? I, I do. Okay. I do indeed. And except for Alaska Airlines, the airlines didn't pass that savings along to customers. Now I know they were again trying to get in the black. I understand that, but I was sort of bothered by that. Did what did you think at that time? Um, I, I I felt it was a little touche by the industry to um, to the government. And one of the things that the industry does struggle with is is, is it's a highly taxed industry. Yes, and I don't is. think people people appreciate the fact that twenty percent of their airline ticket is largely taxes and fees that go to the government. So if I pay if I pay three hundred dollars for an airfare, um, up to sixty dollars of that can be be in terms of taxes and fees. And I think the government the, the airline industry was saying to the government, enough is enough. Okay, but so you don't think the air you I, I thought the airlines ought to say, okay, if the government isn't charging this, we're not going to charge you, Mr. and Mrs. Front Porch consumer. Uh, you, it, 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 it's, it's all fair. It, 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 I think it was uh, it was just a statement by the industry back to the back to the back to the government. William, I'd like to have you on the show again. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Rudy. Have a great day. We'll be right back. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Do you suffer from a magnesium deficiency? My doctor told me I needed more magnesium, so he recommended I use Magox 400. You're not alone. Millions of Americans don't get enough magnesium in their daily diet. And magnesium is a critical nutrient that helps you convert carbohydrates, protein, and fat into energy. Doctor-recommended Magox 400 is made with the most concentrated form of magnesium available. And each dose of Magox 400 provides all the magnesium you need each day. Magox 400's magnificent. Try Magox 400, the magnificent magnesium supplement. Get in the zone! Don't let a dead battery spoil your holiday plans. Make sure you get where you need to go. Just get a free battery test at AutoZone today. If yours needs replacing, only AutoZone's got Duralast, proven tough batteries. They're built with patented technologies to deliver reliable starts in the worst weather. Don't risk getting stranded this winter. Stay merry and stay on the road with help from AutoZone. Parts are just part of what we do. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Heritage for the blind reminds you to be kind. There's something you can do for those who depend on you. Call 1-800-DONATE-CARS. 1-800-DONATE-CARS today. Heritage for the Blind is an IRS-recognized charity, and your donation is tax-deductible. Whether your car runs or not, we'll tow it away for free. And as a special thank you, you'll receive a free three-day hotel voucher to one of many exciting locations. So be a star. Donate your car. Call 1-800-DONATE-CARS or call 1-800-555-6689. And remember, you can prevent blindness by getting your eyes checked annually. Call 1-800-DONATE-CARS. 1-800-DONATE-CARS. 
this dizzy feeling every time I get out of bed, like spinning. I don't know why. It's awful. I get dizzy when I read or work on the computer. I get lightheaded walking down a hall or aisle. Or unsteady on my feet. I lose my balance and get a little motion sick. It's like vertigo. That dizzy feeling in a car, train, or airplane. It's awful. An inner ear problem. Most likely your vestibular system. Now there's Zyvestra. An amazing, fast-acting... Dual-action tabs and targeted cream. You rub behind your ear. Behind your ear. And it works in an advanced homeopathic way to relieve dizziness. It relieves that vertigo feeling. That dizzy feeling, gone. Zyvestra is amazing. No more suffering from dizziness and queasiness. Wake up with better balance. Call right now for your risk-free trial of Zyvestra. Call 1-800-304-1684. 800-304-1684. Stop the dizziness. Call 800-304-1684. That's 800-304-1684. This segment of the program is brought to you by MedJet Assist. Unlike other evacuation services, only MedJet Assist lets you decide which hospital will be your final destination. Regardless of the nature of your illness or injury, if you're hospitalized while traveling, they'll be there for you. So take trips, not chances, and visit MedJetAssist.com or go to RudyMaxa.com and look under radio sponsors for more info. And this segment of the show is also brought to you by discoverireland.com forward slash West Coast. It's a beautiful part of Ireland on the West Coast. Breathtaking landscapes, authentic cultural heritage, and locals who, uh, well, you'll get a kick out of. As you may, if you're a regular listener, you know we did two shows there about six weeks ago. Fabulous, fabulous. West Coast of Ireland, yours to discover. For more info, go to discoverireland.com forward slash West Coast, or you just go to the radio show website, rudymaxa.com, and scroll down a bit on the homepage there, and you'll see a direct link to discoverireland.com forward slash West Coast. Delighted to be joined by an author, Jeff Scott, who's got a new book out. I'm going to ask about the price of it in just a moment. It'll blow your mind. Called Notes from a Kitchen, A Journey Inside Culinary Obsession. Hey, Jeff, uh, welcome to a travel show that spends a lot of time talking about travel for eating food. Hey, Rudy, man. How are you, bud? Good. How are you? Now, your book, let, let me just get this out of the way very quickly. Your book is priced at $350. I know there's a reason for that. Yeah, it's actually, that's pretty crazy. It's not priced at $350, but uh, Amazon, someone's got it up there. At just, I think that's good. Leave it crazy. But it's actually at $85. Oh, uh, I had Amazon. At, why, who's, who put it at Amazon at $350? Hey, man, we, I don't know, man, but they're going to like be sitting on that for a minute or two. I think... Uh, what we tried to do is we reinvented the, the idea of publishing by setting up our own company because no publisher would touch this book. So we have it on notesfromakitchen.com at $85, and um, there's two volumes, almost 1,000 pages. It's sort of a psychological, emotional journey inside the life of a chef, sort of a day-to-day -day existence of what a chef goes through every day. So. The, the, the focus of the book is not so much on where, you know, where it's out there. We wanted this book to be available for everybody, so the price of a bottle of wine seemed like a reasonable amount of money so that any line cook, any sous chef, anybody who's passionate about food can kind of have this incredible book without you know, stressing out financially. All right, I'm going to give that website out before our chat is over here. Um, now, you, you profiled several chefs, but what I was interested in, since this is a travel show, are, well, you talked about one particular chef, Sean Brock, who's the chef at McCready's Restaurant in Charleston, South Carolina. And you talked about him going foraging in, uh, was it Denmark? Actually, in Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, that's right, right outside his door he does it. 
Yeah, Wadmala Island. Um, Sean is incredible because he's sort of this, um, he's a journeyman who kind of takes a look into the early history of the South and kind of surrounds himself with people that uh, pull and, and, and save this heritage that, you know, is just being lost. And at the same time, he's got this other side to himself, which is this more modern, innovative edge. So he sort of has this, the restaurant McCready's, which is modern, and he goes back and, you know, Husk Restaurant, which is getting incredible reviews, is all about just if it isn't from the South, it doesn't come through the door. So Sean has taken me on these culinary adventures out through the, the secret spots all through Charleston. And um, we've gone, you know, heritage pig farming with him, and we've gone heirloom tomato farming. And just hanging out with him, I'd seen Tree of Life, uh, Terrence Malick's film, and uh, I'd seen that just about a week before I went foraging with Sean. And so you're out there amongst, you know, nature, and he's pulling pine shoots, and he's pulling mushrooms, and he's, you're smelling acorns, and then you look up and you see the trees, and you've got this incredible sense of place when you're hanging out with Sean. I think that's what he's really about is he wants to tell you the story that a dish is from a certain sense of place and that if you're going to travel to a certain region, even if it's local, he wants to tell you the, the story of that dish before he gives you the dish. That way you're tasting the history of food and you have a more emotional, psychological connection to what he's serving you than just, you know, here's food, enjoy it. There's a whole history of time and place behind every dish that uh, everything he serves. What did he glean from going to Japan and participating in this Cook It, cook it Raw um, uh, event? I mean, I think Sean is really just, um, again, I mean, any time that Sean can walk around the forest and just kind of pick things up off the ground, I know he's great friends with Rene Redzepi right now. And, I mean, these guys, I think part of, you know, Sean's enjoyment, I think, when he travels to these things is that he has these incredible friends that he meets, and he gets to hang out with people that he really admires. And so I think the Japanese culture is just one of minimalism and one of simplicity. And I was with Sean last week, and, you know, we were up, I think, the entire night. Um, it happens with Sean Brock quite a bit. And um, he was really talking about it, the, the idea of exploding flavors and, and putting less on the plate. But when you eat those different flavor profiles together because of the combination, because of the incredible taste from that's coming from the earth, that it really does explode flavors. And it allows you to experience a moment of sensation or recalls an idea in your head that you hadn't been able to experience before. So I think what he got from Japan was this idea of minimalism and yet an explosion of flavor that can be obtained through using less ingredients. And he learns that from traveling, which is why people travel to eat food. Hey, I appreciate your joining us, Jeff Scott, and I'm going to give again the website, notesfromakitchen.com. You can look uh, up details of this two-volume collection of uh, Jeff's work with various chefs who are on the cutting edge, I think, of the, uh, I know it's a cliche now, farm-to-table movement, but uh, nonetheless, it's a real thing that's happening, and we're probably better off for it as diners, wouldn't you say, Jeff? Yeah, I think it's a real adventure. Everybody should take it. Notes from a Kitchen is a pretty wild journey, so uh, thanks for having me on, Rudy. Hey, thanks for taking the time, Jeff. We'll be right back here in Rudy Max's World. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. segment of Rudy Max's World is brought to you by Service Magic. Now you can hire pre-screened home pros with confidence for repairs, remodeling, plumbing needs, maid services, and so much more. Visit www.homebuild411.servicemagic.com. That's homebuild411.servicemagic.com. 
52 minutes back up after the hour. Welcome back to Rudy Max's Well, hey, coming up in the second hour, we're starting a new feature called Places of the Heart, where we talk to a celebrity about a place where they go to reinvigorate or reflect or recharge. Uh, we're talking with uh, Andrew McCartney, the actor and and also travel journalist as well. You may know his acting from well, all kinds of stuff, from starting with San Elmo's Fire all the way up to uh, the Joy Luck Club and on television on Gossip Girls. Anyway, Andrew McCartney's joining us in the next hour to talk about his place of the heart. Meanwhile, if you've got a question for me, feel free to write me at Rudy at RudyMaxa.com. Um, uh, from time to time, we talk to folks who have a question. And in fact, delighted to be joined by Michael, uh, a listener named Michael Chaveau from Philadelphia. And Michael wrote me this week. He said uh, he's cur he was currently searching for the, uh, the least expensive round-trip ticket to the United Kingdom from Philadelphia. And he was confused because he was finding a variety of different ticket prices, uh, ranging from $143 to $525. But then the addition of taxes and fees uh, seemed to all bring them up to about the exact same number. Um, he wondered if there was price-fixing or collusion going on. Uh, Michael, did I summarize your question fairly? I think you did it beautifully. Thank you, and hello to you, and thanks for taking the question. Well, thank you for, for asking the question. And, and you know, I've got to tell you, I just uh, I was telling my listeners I flew to London just uh, the other day. Uh, on, I left Sunday after the radio show and came back two days ago. And I looked at the ticket, and my actual base price of my ticket was less than the taxes and fees for the ticket. Yeah, and I found the same sort of thing on two or three searches that I myself made. I looked on uh, Cheapo Air, British Airways, and American, and they really varied as far as the base fare went. British Airways was the cheapest at 143, and yet when the taxes and the fees were added on, they all end up at about 742 or 743 dollars. Now I, I didn't understand that. You know, a tax is a tax, and a fee is a fee. So if that were a consistent charge, why would they all end up at the same junction? That was my mystery. All right. Well, let me try to solve that. One thing is, first of all, taxes and fees are different at different airports in different countries. And but one thing that is constant is airlines not wanting to have their fares too out of whack with the competition. So if you've got, say, British Airways and they've got more taxes than maybe American Airlines flying out of, I don't know, Miami, uh, they will adjust their fare so that the total always comes to about the same as the competition. That's why you find different fees and different uh, base fares and different taxes. Yet, as you say, when you compare airlines side by side on the same route, gee, they all seem to be about, in this case, for traveling in the winter to London, I gather, probably seven or eight hundred dollars. Yes, um, it's, not, it's not the most beautiful time of year to travel, so I was really looking to try to grab a bargain fare, and as you just pointed out, they all seem to stay the same. Yeah, well, it's a smart time to travel. I got over there, and there weren't a bunch of uh, annoying tourists around. No, I don't mean that. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a great time to go, and it's much milder than where I live, I can tell you that. But, but no, it, it, an airline will look at the competition's airfares and go, geez, we've got to swallow some of these taxes and fees, or, hey, we can raise our base fare a little because we're still going to come in $5 under the competition or whatever. Because time after time, when airlines do studies of what, uh, what causes consumers to pull the trigger on a ticket is the price. Even if a price is $5 more, they may often go with the other airline just because they're going to save 5 bucks uh, on a round trip. And in this day of the Internet, uh, Michael, where we have that transparency, where we can put three or four or six, eight airlines up against each other, they're very aware we're doing that. And so they're going to always try to come in at the, right, right about the right level. It is very, very useful to do that cross-comparison. Now, I promise not to hold you to anything or come chasing after you in Minnesota, but do you think that it would be possibly a good idea to hold on until after January 1? My trip is planned for early February. 
Well, uh, that's an unknowable thing. Go to a website called faircast.com, fair, F-A-R-E, obviously, faircast.com. They have developed ag algorithms in which they've looked at historical ups and downs of fares on specific routes, and while they can't guarantee that that historical trend will, will you know, hold for the future, you'll at least see what historically fares do on the route you're interested in in February versus March versus April, et cetera. Oh, that's useful. Thank you so much for that. That is useful. Yeah. It's the, the, the plan ahead piece is obviously what I'm trying to do, but I don't want to be outsmart myself and suddenly find that not only have the prices gone beyond my original plan, but there weren't any seats to, uh, to take me. It may be necessary to get the bicycle clips out or something similar. That is, that is the endless conundrum for those of us who are consumers buying air tickets. You put it very well, Michael. Okay, well, thank you so much for, for the guidance, and of course, I love everything that you do, and uh, I'm a pretty serious fan, so I do my travels vicariously through you these days. Well, thank you very much. I'm glad you're going over to London and not relying on my stories of London. Okay, thank you so much for that. <laughs> thanks, Michael. Nice. Thanks for calling in. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you've got a question for me uh, that we can sort of use to illuminate uh, and help other travelers, uh, give me a, uh, drop me an email at rudy at rudymaxa.com. Rudy is spelled R-U-D-Y, rudymaxa.com, M-A-X-A. Um, or you can call me at 800-387-8065. It's a free call, 800-387-8065. And if we're not on the air live, because a lot of our stations time shift our shows, uh, feel free to leave a message. You'll, you'll hear my voice uh, asking you to leave a message, telling me when might be a good time to call you and, and, and giving me the subject of your call. And uh, we may put you on the air. I may just answer your question very quickly with an email or, no, or a call myself if I can do it. I do not plan trips. I don't plan trips. But uh, questions like Michael's are always interesting, I think, for not just Michael, but also the rest of us. Stick around. Andrew McCartney coming up in the next hour. Right after about six minutes of news and messages on your local station, I'm Rudy Maxa. Glad you're here. listening to Rudy Max's World and as always you're hearing must hear radio on the SSI radio network